the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Come Together San Diego and you know, our heart cry is to do what our title suggests, and that is to have you, my listening friend, whether you are a saint uh, in a church environment or outside an environment uh, of a church or uh, or just an almost believer, <laughs> is to have you come together in unity in the body of Christ because God has big old plans for his church in these important days. I'm going to be talking about a topic that, you know, you, you may hear nuances of this in a church environment, but many pastors are reticent to talk about it in fuller detail. But uh, our hope today is to give uh, pastors and leaders and people like you and I ammunition to be able to speak boldly about some of the things that are going on and also provide a way of help to minister against this problem. And the problem I'm talking about is the, um, uh, the the challenge that is found in abortion and also the orphan crisis that is running rampant, not only in San Diego County, but beyond. And I have a re- real special co-host guest with me on this broadcast. Her name is Shelley Hoiseth. Correct. Isn't that right, Shelley? <laughs> right. And she is with Love Life Ministry. It's a wonderful ministry, but it's all over the United States. But we're going to talk more specifically about San Diego County. And you guys, if you're in a church environment, if you happen to be pastoral on a pastoral staff, or uh, otherwise, if you're just a, a saint like we are, um, or a person that hasn't quite received the Lord yet, but you're close to it, we're talking to YOU. Shelley, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and this ministry in general, and then we'll dive into some specifics. Uh, Shelley Hoiseth. Hi, Kaz. Thank you <laughs> for inviting me here today. Um, I'll just start by just saying the mission of Love Life, and our mission is to unite and mobilize the church to bring a culture of love and life that will bring an end to the abortion and orphan crisis. Mm-hmm. So back in 2016, our founder, Justin Reeder, he was uh, in North Carolina, and he is a business owner. He was not a pastor, um, just a God-loving man, um, layperson like you and I. And one of his business partners invited him to a meeting and gave him the address, and he went and met him there. Well, the meeting place was outside of the abortion clinic that was around the corner from where his business was. And as he learned and saw what was going on around the corner from where he was working, he was just heartbroken, just devastated, and um, just thought, where's the church, you know? Where is the church? Where's the Christian witness out here? There's just nothing but, you know— Darkness. And obviously, darkness isn't something in itself, right? It's the absence of light. Mm. And so he just thought, we've got to do something. So he gathered up like 20 people 
and um, started going out and praying and ministering to men and women that were out there. And it just blossomed and grew into love life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of love life is actually... I don't know what the right expression is. It's it's street smart. You're out in the streets praying over things and people in neighborhoods and, and things like that, and also uh, abortion clinics and things like that. It's uh, it's amazing, and it's uh, a, a feet on the ground ministry, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, it is. Yes, um, you know, for me personally, I would watch the news. I would hear about you know, all the crazy stories, things that are going on in the world. I'm post-abortive myself, and I would just be seeing so many lies and things that are told about the real effects of abortion. And, I, you know, you just get frustrated. You think, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? So when I, when I heard about Love Life and um, it had come to California in 2020, the beginning of 2022, um, I just thought that's something I can yes. do. I can help churches become a house of refuge. I can help mm. people run to the church and not to the abortion clinic. I can pray for them. I can shine the light of the gospel and um, walk as the Lord directs. That's good. You you mentioned a phrase. I'd like a further clarification on that phrase, identifying yourself as being post-abortive yourself. Define what that means. A lot of listeners uh, may not really understand what that means. That means that I've had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was um, 17, I had an abortion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was I was raped and just immediately, you know, oh thought I better just take care of this. I didn't think about it. I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew abortion was wrong. I believed in life. Um, in fact, I had a friend who got an abortion as well. She was much further along. And I just remember thinking about how much I judged her because she had to give birth to her dead baby. Mm. And um, I thought I was, you know, so much better because I went so early that um, it was just a blob of tissue or whatever the lie is. And so, um, yeah, I immediately went and got got the abortion. And the main thing I can just say is that abortion does not heal rape. That's right. And one thing I want to share with you, my listening friend, this is not a show to condemn. If you are among those people, this is not a show to condemn you and say, oh, look what you did wrong. Shame on you. This is an opportunity for godly cleansing from the inside out and to empower you. And one of the things that happened uh, with with uh, Shelley is she was involved in this kind of a thing, and it actually spurred her to be an impactful minister on this behalf. So a little bit more about this, and then we're going to take a break. But so I'll give you some little bit more time to kind of give an overview. You, you do marches and things like that, and you you involve yourself around clinics and things like that. But also, you're very intimately involved in the church environment. Share some of those insights. Absolutely. I mean, what we do mainly is we have prayer walks, yes. and we have uh, here in San Diego County, we have one second Saturday of every every month. Mm-hmm. And um, we bring the church out to pray and minister, worship and shine a light. Um, so, you know, Nehemiah is kind of the love life s- story. Yes. You know, that's kind of our basis. And um, when Nehemiah, I, you know, similar to what we've been talking about, he was a lay person, right? He was not a priest or, a, or a, you know, anybody high up uh, in his community. Yes. And he heard how his how Jerusalem's wall had been torn down and destroyed. And he was absolutely just heartbroken, devastated. So very similar to Justin Reeder, he just, his heart was broken. And um, the first thing he did is repent and pray 
repent for himself, repent for his community, repent for, um, you know, his fellow Jewish people. And uh, he just thought we have to do something. So he's just started gathering up his people and uh, it was insurmountable task. And the governments uh, made fun of him. Everybody said, this is impossible. You know, a fox could tear down whatever you you're trying to rebuild there. It's so burned and destroyed. But he set up one section at a time, and families went in to rebuild the community, one little gate, one little section at a time. And so that that inspired the mission of Love Life, is that, yes, we can't necessarily solve everything at once, but we can all, as followers of Christ, take our position on the wall and do something. Yes, that's so good. You know, I'm looking at the book of Nehemiah, chapter 2, and it just just when you gave your reference in Nehemiah, I just kind of thumbed through, and in chapter 2, it identifies that there was a man come uh, to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. I mean, that's a pretty remarkable statement, And but what he's doing right now in San Diego County, right now, you, my listening friend, could be among those whom God has given the heart cry to help the welfare, literally, of the uh, children of Israel or the children of God. This is uh, this is where God wants us to be right now. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half or so left. Further thoughts, or what are we going to talk about in the next uh, segment, uh, Shelley? Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna talk a little more about what it means to do a prayer walk, what it means to get involved, some of the ways that we can help um, regular lay people and their pastors get involved and come out and just shine light in the darkest places of our community. Yes. Well, while we're at it, might as well give a website. Is there a website people can go to and find out more about this? Yeah, you can go to lovelife dot org, and our uh, our specific mission field is Love Life SoCal Vista. Okay. Once again, the 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 address again. Lovelife.org, mm-hmm. and we are specifically Love Life SoCal Vista. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, my listening friend, here's the deal: we're going to spend some time, a lot of time, in this entire show talking about uh, the mobilization of the saints, but we're also going to be talking about. Uh, uh, um, church environments and prayer walks and other things like that. You may just be called upon to do something like this. We're going to give you some information that you could look in the mirror and say, oh, that's me, and uh, contact them as well. Shelley um, Hoiseth, it's really good to have you with us, and she's tied to Love Life Ministries, also in San Diego County, but uh, out of Vista, California. We're going to talk more about those things. We're also going to talk about what it looks like in a church environment to make your stand. So in the next segment, we'll talk more about that and so many other things when Shelly and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on Praise. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Come Together San Diego. We're on a topic that uh, people within the church environment and, and people of faith should know about, but sometimes, just because it's uncomfortable sometimes, they, they want to kind of shy away from it, and they, they have a, a, a comprehension that it's going on, you know, the abortion issue or uh, dealing with the orphan crisis that's in front of us as well. But they just don't know how to minister that, and so they just kind of stay on the parameter, and they don't just jump on in. God is calling us in these days to make a stand on things that are uh, that we have some involvement about, or we can we can impact a change in that. 
So I've uh, brought on as my co-host and guest for this entire two hours, Shelley Hoiseth, and she is tied to the Love Life Ministry. And they're out of, in California, in San Diego, they're out of the Vista area. And she's explaining a little bit more, not only about the ministry, but about mobilizing churches to bring Christ to light in that in, the, in that uh, topic as well. So have your way with us, Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's as we were talking about before about how we got started, it was a really beautiful thing coming into California. People think that California is like, oh, my gosh, because we really are a sanctuary state for abortion. Mm-hmm. You would think um, something like this would like it would just be super hard ground to till. And um, it has just exploded like our numbers um, of of saves and our uh, just the way we're expanding in California has exceeded even what's happening nationally. And that's only by the work of the Holy Spirit. Say that again. Even the California and maybe even San Diego is exceeding what's going on nationally in some ways? As far as having um, our cities and our directors, as far as how many prayer walks and um, really? some of our, our numbers. Yes, I'm not, I'm not a stats person, so please don't ask me what mm-hmm. the difference is between the no, no, that's fine. But, I mean, but um, yeah, I mean, just as far as how many churches were getting in, sure. involved, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of times um, it does exceed what's going on in the nation. And you know, the beautiful thing, Pastor Jack Hibbs up at Calvary Chapel, sure. Chino yes. Hills, he um, he went to his one of his his guys, Ron Rose, and he said, "Hey, I want you to be our pro life pastor. Go figure out how to do this, right?" Yeah. And he go, "Oh my gosh, how do I start a pro life ministry?" Well, so many pastors have that question. They have a heart for, I want to do something for the unborn, or I want to do something for people who have unplanned pregnancies, or, you know, what can I do to encourage women to Mm -hmm. run to the church and not to the abortion clinic? But it's this huge undertaking, right? Well, Ron Rose went out and found out about Love Life and just all of the processes that we have in place. And he brought it back to California. Sure. And from 2021 to to now, I mean, I think we've got like nine city directors and um, we're just exploding. The church is coming out. The church is waking up and pastors are saying, oh, okay, I can do this because all they have to do is say, I will partner with Love Life. Basically, I'll allow Love Life to come in and share our mission, right? And then they adopt a prayer walk. Sure. So the church says, the pastor says, I want to come out and I want to lead my sure. congregation in a prayer walk. And so, so it would be, that, so they're, perhaps their surrounding area, the surrounding area of their church, oftentimes is the location of their prayer walk? Yeah. Right now, all of the prayer walks are done in Vista. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because that's kind of where our main hub has been for North County. And um, as we grow and expand, as the Lord sends more boots on the ground, more volunteers, then we're looking to expand into Escondido. We're actually working on doing a prayer walk with a few churches Mm -hmm. um, there. And my heart is I really want to expand into East County and down into more into San Diego County. Absolutely. But as of right now, um, we just don't have the bandwidth or the people. So right now they are always in Vista. But Anyone is more than welcome to come and join us in Vista, bring their church from anywhere in sure. San Diego County, and just get a taste and a feel for, for what it's like to pray and worship 
and minister to people on the subject of abortion. Sure, and that will help spread, spread it around countywide and beyond. Right. You know, you mentioned, is it Jack Hibbs, whom you mm-hmm. mentioned? Uh, I know he's a guy who is just absolutely serious about every godly thing, and he has the staff to be able to say, okay, I'm going to assign this person to be in charge of this. There may be some smaller churches that don't have a secondary pastor to do those things, but that doesn't mean that the pastor can, you know, he, he may not have the time to actually supervise this specifically, but he can bring in, uh, would that be true that he could bring in uh, Love Life Ministry and have you partner with him? And so the the group doesn't necessarily be uh, pastor leader led, led, it can be led by one of the elders or other individuals in a church environment. Is that accurate? That's exactly right. So usually we'll work with someone who says they'll be the liaison of that church. There you go, liaison. Yeah. And um, they would work directly with me and our team. And um, we train people for sidewalk ministry. We train people to be mentors to women who are in unplanned pregnancies. And we provide all the training, all the systems, all the process. And he just says, okay, I'm willing to do this and I'm going to designate Susie, yeah, <laughs> let's just say, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be the liaison. And then we work together and and run with it. And so basically what what they need to do really is to just be willing to talk about life from the pulpit. Yes. yes. And honestly, sadly, that's one of the hardest things. That's I, You would think that our pastors mm-hmm. and good godly pastors yes. um, that know the word, that know the truth, that, that know that God is loves life, um, that, that we're, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knew us before we were, we were even born. They know this, but yet they have put the topic of abortion into the political camp. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and so and, they just, yeah. they just ignore it. Or they just, just don't, it, they may put it in a political camp sort of, or they just may say, I don't know how to deal with this, so exactly. we, we won't. But the truth of the yes. matter is, let's say, for example, that you had a liaison tied to a certain church, they could, you know, once a month or every other week or something like that, they could come up and get, I, I just want to tell you a little bit about what's going on in this uh, Love Life ministry and what we're doing. All of a sudden that can garner enthusiasm and participation in a church environment too. At least that, if mm-hmm. not the pastor himself taking that mantle. Right. Um Yes, you can have that. A lot of times we do start with small groups. We deal, you know, we we work with people in their Bible studies, uh, their women's ministry, or, you know, their their council ministries. Um, And sometimes it just works its way up to the pastor. And um, yeah, we're just going to basically show them. I want to tell you one little stat that I do want to share. And that is that 54% of abortions, people that have gotten abortion, women who have had abortions, um, identify as Christian. Say that number again. That's an interesting statistic. 54% of all abortions are done by women who identify as Christian. Some might say if you step back, uh, these people are being targeted in many ways. You know, well, the other statistic is that approximately 40% of all women— have or will have an abortion in their lifetime. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a huge number. Yes, it is. So if you just loosely figure on any given Sunday morning, and here's something that I'd like to share with pastors, is that as they're trying to be polite, I guess, or they they don't know how to breach this, this subject, they have 
women sitting in their churches oh my. who have an unplanned pregnancy and have an appointment for an abortion, and they're too afraid to even mention it. Yes, yes. You know, and, what I think we're going to do is we're going to deal with this in greater detail in the next segment. Okay. But continue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think this, you know, when, when you talk about those statistics about the number of women that have had or will have in the future or be at least confronted with that, uh, it's mind-boggling. And God's kids need to make their godly stand in these things. And, and a lot of times it's just they have not been properly educated. Right. So we're going to talk more about that. But go ahead. Yeah, so you've got you've got hurting women and men, men who have participated in abortions or maybe they didn't feel like they could take a stand and they know that they've lost a child through abortion. So you have post-abortive men and women sure. who are hurting and they would never even mention that they've ever had an abortion. Yes. It's one of the biggest secrets. Yes. Like people just don't tell. Yes. And um, so that's one aspect of the people in their congregations that are hurting. And the other ones that are suffering are ones that have unplanned pregnancies. Sure. And a lot of times they don't mention it because either sin, you know, they were, it was an act of sin or they were sinned against. Yes. And so they don't want to talk about the unplanned pregnancy. But the reality is even no matter how you got pregnant, the child is not a sin. There you go. Shelly Hoiseth, and she is uh, involved in leading uh, Love Life Ministries in San Diego County and starting out in the Vista area, and they do prayer walks and educational things for the pastors and leaders and so forth. But this uh, next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about ministering about uh, abortion from the pulpit, but also how to deal with the women with unplanned pregnancies, uh, not only in your church environment, but the surrounding area. It's going to be an education that you need to hear about, and you may just lift your hand and say, I want to be involved in encouraging people with the news that God has given me. Thank you, Shelley, for doing that. So we're going to talk more about that and so many more things when Shelley and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego, my friend. Shelly Hoiseth is with me. She ministers through a Love Life Ministry in San Diego County. Right now they're focusing in Vista, but coming south to a city near you as well and east as well. Um, one of the exciting things about what they're doing, you know, sometimes a topic is while it has a lot of scripture to support standing in one direction or another, a lot of people find the the topic of abortion very discomforting or uncomfortable from the pulpit, and they they, um, don't know how to deal with the potential of, the vast potential of unplanned pregnancies, even in their own church environment. Um, And Shelley Hoiseth is with me today to talk a little bit about that. And she's probably going to talk about some other things as well in this segment. But I wanted to bring her back on. Shelley is a remarkable lady. She, she, uh, you know, I didn't even know that I've known her, but I've known friends of hers for many, many years. And so, you know, when you are involved in ministry-related things, you too, you, you may realize, oh, you know, I haven't been introduced to you, but I know you because of the people whom you know. And I think that's very similar to you as you get out there and you start doing things, all of a sudden you'll find out that uh, this universe of believers that's making their stand uh, is some familiarity to you because you know some of the people. Shelley, go ahead. 
And most importantly, we know Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, there you that, go. That's, that's exactly who connects right. us all, the Holy <laughs> Spirit. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's um, the Holy Spirit isn't necessarily coincidences, right? Isn't no, that exactly. beautiful? Mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah, we were talking about churches and kind of how to help pastors feel more comfortable talking about the subject of abortion. And one thing that really um, stood out to me when I first heard about Love Life was the term house of refuge. Yes. And I thought to myself, oh, that would be a beautiful thing. How beautiful would that be to have my church be a house of refuge? And um, what that means is just being very open and letting your congregation know that if you have an unplanned pregnancy, you can run to us. You don't have to run to the abortion clinic. We're going to help you. We're not going to shame you. We're going to do a baby shower for you. Uh, We're going to rally around you. We're going to, we are going to be the body of Christ for you and your child. Yes. Yes. You know, I think probably in the past there, uh, a lot of people just because they didn't think they had any of their options, uh, they felt that abortion was the only option. It is not. Right. It's not. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of 20 somethings. I have four kids. 37, don't, don't make me remember all this, <laughs> 24, <laughs> 23, and 21, <laughs> uh-huh. and I have two grandkids. And, and as Christians, of course, we want to teach um, purity, and we always want you know, them to be sexually pure and to follow God's law in that regard. Um, however, sometimes we've gone so far in pushing that point that our kids think, if I have an unplanned pregnancy, that's going to be the end of the world. Like, there's no way I could tell my parents. Yeah, there's right. no way mm-hmm. I could tell my pastor. Because mm-hmm. now I have to admit that I haven't been pure, that I, you know, whatever sure, it absolutely. is. And so I really encourage parents and pastors to talk about this. Because, you know, as I mentioned in the last segment, even though sin may have, you know, been how you got pregnant, your child is not a sin and as grandparents and as the parents of, um, you know, these women that are getting pregnant, these, or these girls that are getting pregnant, we need to, to be there to let them know, too, in our families that, that that child and our legacy and the generations to follow are more important than um, our reputation. Sure, sure. Right, because we don't want to be. Maybe we're, maybe we're a pastor, or maybe we're, you know, involved in the worship team, or maybe we're whatever, and we couldn't possibly have anybody see us with a daughter that's pregnant out of wedlock or something like that, you know. And um, so that's a big stigma too that we have to marry together, you know, as Jesus does. He gives us the guidance. He tells us how to live, right? But when we fall, what does he do? Does he act like the accuser, like the enemy who no. just says, see, I told you, mm-hmm. I told you, I told you not to do this. And now, now you need to get an abortion. Yeah. Now you need to kill your child because you did what I, what I, what I, right. The enemy gets us to do it absolutely, and yes. then accuses us and says, ha, ha. Yeah, look exactly. what you did. You know, Shelley, I think this is really one of the, if you step back and look at it, this is probably one of the most, the very, very, very important aspect of a church environment that a lot of times the enemy is looking for ways that he he can find a foothold. Yes. Yeah, and once he makes the foothold, then the, though you made that step in that direction, it is not because he made the foothold. It is he he puts it on you. Is what did you do? You did that thing. So you're you're a sinner. Then you don't even deserve to be in this environment. You don't deserve uh, Christian compassion or anything like that. I mean, this is the big lie, isn't it? 
Amen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because that's exactly what he wants us to believe. Oh, well, you can't be a mother to that, you know, child or whatever, because you're not even a good Christian or you're not even a good person or you don't even, maybe you even have questions about your faith or, you know, who knows what. But, but like I was saying, you know, Jesus shows us the way. And when we fall, he picks us up. He raises us up. He lifts up our head. You know, he, he holds our face and he says, I've created you for this purpose. You know, I've made beauty from ashes. Mm. This child is the beauty I'm trying to give you from the ashes of what happened, whether it was rape or whether it was, you know, a party or, you know, maybe it was just, I mean, married people get abortions too, you know, because Mm -hmm. we're, we're so worried about our career or our college or our whatever that we just don't want it. We don't want it to be interfere. Oh, I'm taking a deep breath here, Shelley, because we hit on something right now that, uh, God wants us in our in our relationship with him and with one another to have that intimacy so that we have freedom to become whom we've been called to be. I'm mean, we're in yeah. vital times right now and we need to make our godly stand and one of the things that the enemies wants to shut us up on is this whole issue of uh, unplanned marriages and things like that. He, if he can shut us up, then he can use that as a building stone to demean us and uh, eliminate the the power of the church period. Right. Yeah, or the believer, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a fine line. I think it, there's so many reasons. You have some pastors that don't want to talk about it or wouldn't want to be a house of refuge because they don't want to be like, well, I'm just setting up a nursery for all these women, to, you know, people to just be promiscuous or whatever. So then they just mm-hmm. drop it and just stick with only the purity message. And then you have the other side who says, oh, I don't want anybody to feel bad, so I'm never going to talk about sure. abortion. I'm never going to talk about all these things. So I'm going to ignore it over here. Sure. And so in the gap— is the congregation oh, are exactly. the people of in, God in the gap, and and this is the area where the church is faltering I, I, on 100%. both on both of those areas because the pastor goes, I don't want to become a a, a, a home for you know to have what did what you call it a kids a nursery house of refuge oh oh you mean yeah so like if they're on, supposedly on, on, on condoning that one, that one side pastor goes I don't want to deal with it that way and then on the other side they, they just don't feel like they want to deal with it anyway so uh, we in the middle uh, we're stuck and so a pastor and a leader and people who can make a difference need to step up right, right now right <laughs> and so you know in in First Kings it says um, let me find that scripture right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how long will you waver between two opinions? Mm. If the Lord is God, follow him. That's so good. But if Baal be God, follow him. <sighs> so that's kind of a harsh, harsh reality of we're kind of being wishy-washy because we don't want to offend anyone. And sadly, who we're offending the most is our Lord and Savior. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to bash on pastors, right? Because sure. they're in the thick of it, man. I have a heart for pastors. They, Many of them are bivocational. They're working and they're running their churches and they're taking care of their families. And they are just stretched so thin that to just say, yes, I know this is true, but I can't possibly take on something else. That's where love life comes in. Oh, that's so necessary. So yeah. necessary. 
And, and you talk about with the scripture was it in First Kings or Second? Where was that the scripture? Yes, that's First Kings eighteen twenty one. If God is God, serve Him. But if and then you use the phrase, if Baal is God, serve Him. I mean, that's a hefty statement. We realize that's uh, that's to the core, right? Right here, we're dealing either we serve God or we're serving Baal. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, in Jeremiah, no in between, right? <laughs> no, um, in, in Jeremiah, you know, they were they were the the people were throwing their babies into the fire yes. and to the um, to the god of Moloch. Moloch yes, and uh, God came in and said, "What are you doing? You know, I didn't tell you to do that, nor would I ever conceive of you to do that." Yeah, and yet here we are, modern day, doing the exact same thing in a clean environment. So everybody thinks it's a uh, you know, yeah. somehow more civilized. Yes. You know, I think in the next segment, if you don't mind, I'd like to take a journey to the environment uh, where many of you uh, in, involved in uh, Love Life uh, focus, and that is the uh, abortion clinics and things like that. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that. But my listening friend, I hope this is stirring you, and uh, you need to know that God has a plan for you to make some kind of a stand in something like this. Uh, we'll find out what that means to you. Uh, when uh, Shelley Hoiseth Smith Hoiseth, I'll get that right, Shelley, and I, when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, and welcome back, my friends. We're talking about issues of the heart. I mean, more like issues of the heart than anything else. Uh, a lot of things in the Christian life uh, we have a handle on. Many of us that are listening to this broadcast, uh, you know Scripture, and you you know how to uh, be godly in a manner of speaking. But what happens when the rubber hits the road and some situation happens that makes you uh, in a position where you have to make a godly decision that may make you uncomfortable? uncomfortable or uh, may put you in an awkward position with other people who have the religiosity part down pretty well. <laughs> We're talking about the topic of, of, of abor- abortions and of um, pregnancies, uh, unplanned pregnancies. We're talking uh, about a lot of different things tied to uh, the orphan crisis and things like that. My co-host for this entire show is Shelley Hoyseth. Uh, Shelley Hoyseth. And she is the leader of the uh, Love Life Ministry in the San Diego County area, and she's out of Vista, California. And we th- we're talking about a lot of different things, houses of refuge and things like that. But uh, in this segment, I'd like to spend a little bit of time having you talk about, you know, when you go out and prayer walk and things like that, some of the f- times the fo- that focus is really tied to an abortion clinic environment. Talk a little bit about that. Well, we have two different... Um aspects of the sidewalk ministry. One is the trained sidewalk outreach teams that Mm -hmm. we have. And we're out there right now. We're out there every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday mornings, um, praying and offering help and support to women with unplanned pregnancies. And what kind of, what kind of, uh, response do you get from people in that surrounding area? I'm sometimes it could be heated. Sometimes it's well-received, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to say the least. <laughs> Sometimes um, <clears throat> the most common opposition is just a, you know, you're number one with the middle finger is, you know, a pretty common response. 
Um, but we also have women that will walk out of there crying because they just found out they have an STD and they feel dirty and worthy mm. and we're able to, and, uh, and unworthy and we're able to pray for STD. them. Uh, a sexually transmitted disease. I see. <clears throat> um, you know, that's just one, one way, uh, that we minister. Or one time when I had a guy stop me, he was going in there to get, um, tested to make sure he didn't have an STD. And uh, I started chatting with him and he's a porn star. Oh my. And uh, he was having to get tested so he could go to work on Monday. And we sat and talked for about an hour and, and he, his grandmother raised him to know the Lord. And he just said, Oh, I'm way too far gone, you know? Oh my. And uh, he had a tattoo of the, uh, you know, satanic goat, you know, and just to be able to minister to him and let him know that I'm believing and we're praying for him. He didn't want to pray with us, but he did say we could pray for him and just let him know, you know, I'm praying and believing that someday your 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 testimony is going to be that you met these crazy ladies outside of an abortion clinic <laughs> and now you're serving the Lord and you left the porn. I mean, these no, are the kinds of things remarkable. outside of the topic of abortion. So, I mean, it's all, it's yes and. Yes and. So um, right in Vista, we have saved five babies and their families. Oh, Lord God. And we've... uh, These are probably future leaders of leaders. Amen. (laughs) Now, um, one of those babies right now, um, if you you want to be praying for some of our mamas and babies, um, she was born in December and she has a hole in her heart. Mm. And so she's in the NICU and going to be having surgery soon, this little baby. Um, But her, her parents, her family are just really rallying. They're feeling the prayers of the Lord. And that's where we come in, right? Is we're there with them. We don't just go to the sidewalk and say, you shouldn't be having an abortion. You're going to go to hell. You're murdering your baby and then shoo them away. No, no, no. Our whole philosophy uh, love life's philosophy is to have really the same philosophy that Jesus has, right? Truth and love, mm-hmm. not or, not truth or love, not judge or mercy, but Jesus is yes and, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're there and we're providing the truth in love. So our our signages, everything that we have is about hope is here. We wear t-shirts and sweatshirts oh, and say yes. hope is here. We give pamphlets out to say hope is here. And our, our goal, because we only have, you know, a few seconds as someone's going from their car into the door. Absolutely. And our goal is to um, uh, touch on three points as they're walking in. Uh, the humanity of their baby, mm-hmm. um, the Lord, and the resources and help that we'll provide. Sure. So, you know, sometimes it might be like, hey, good morning. If you've uh, missed your period, your baby already has a heartbeat. The DNA is already established. The eye color and hair color is already established. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, um, God has created you for a purpose and God has created that child and we're here to help you. Yes. We'll give you a free ultrasound. We'll, we'll get you a um, free pregnancy test. We're going to walk alongside you. We're going to get you a mentor. Uh, so it's as quickly as we can just let them know. That's what we do. 
I like it. Yeah. You know, as you identified this, the street ministry and one of the components of street ministries may be tied to the abortion clinics, but there may be people listening and go, you know, I really like what these guys are doing, but I don't have, I don't have the fortitude to go into that kind of environment. But there's a place for them on a sidewalk ministry, maybe a prayer component or something like that. Want to talk just a little bit about that aspect? Right. So, yeah, not everyone is called to be yeah. right there on the front lines. And the well, I'm going to take that back because pretty much every single one of us that are out there said, oh, I would never do that. Sure. I'd, I'll go there, but I'm not ever, I'm not going to engage or I'm not going to, we all said that. And the, and the <laughs> Lord, the Lord has a way of, of sure. changing our hearts. However, what the church can do, what every church can do is we meet um, around the corner, uh, about a block away, and we have worship and prayer mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. We talk about the tragic truth of abortion. We talk about specifically what's going on at the clinic around the corner, and we walk and pray. Mm-hmm. And we we stay across the street from the clinic. We do go over to the clinic, and we stand across the street and observe uh, the sidewalk outreach team, and we pray specifically for the people that are, are coming and going. Sure. Um, and we just... We're just Christianity 101. Um, when the church comes out to pray, we have very specific, you know, we have code of conduct. We don't bring signs. We're not protesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not yelling at people. We're not engaging. The church comes out, they don't engage at all with anybody coming and going sure. from the um, abortion clinic. And one of the things, that, the component that a lot of people disregard, and that is when you're there, you're doing that, Holy Spirit is with you, and you don't need to have literal signs, the sign of Baptism of the Holy Spirit or, or, or Holy Spirit uh, intervention is there loud and clear. And a lot of times people will just be convinced and convicted just because of your lifestyle ministry. So true. I mean, we have had people, we've had women pull up, um, not in our, our ministry, but in other cities across the nation, and they'll have a little two or three-year-old in their back seat, and they'll say, I saw you there, and oh I took that as a sign. So many women are praying for a sign. I don't know what to do, Lord, you know, intervene. A lot of women, going back to that statistic of 54% of people who have abortions um, are, are Christian, oh, right? My, yes, if they're raised in a Christian or a Catholic home, they know the name of Jesus and they know that he loves life. And so sometimes the, if they haven't even prayed their whole life, sometimes they'll just say, if you don't want me to do this, send me a sign. And then they pull up to the abortion clinic and they see, you know, five women in Hope is Here t-shirts, oh my, <laughs> you know, yes, yes, yes. offering prayer and offering hope. And oftentimes they'll just turn around and drive away. Sure. And sure. so they'll come up and say, I, I saw you there, and I turned around, I went home, and I kept my baby, and this is my three-year-old right here oh my that was saved. And and that's something we have to remember is that the Lord is doing the saving, and we don't always know as a team that we've saved that baby. Sure. So when I say we've saved, you know, five babies in oh, Vista. much more. That's that we know that of. That you know about, sure. Yeah. We're talking with Shelly Hoiseth, and she is involved with the Love Life Ministries. Right now, they're headquartered in Vista, but their vision and their heart cry is to go San Diego County-wide and maybe even California-wide and maybe even the United States-wide. Well, the whole, actually, they do, the ministry is as such. We'll talk more about those things uh, as well, but uh, this is the close of the first hour. We've got an entire, another hour to go, and we're going to identify a little bit more about what to do with certain things as we continue. But my listening friend, God has a plan for you. He's got a plan for your life. 
and he wants you to make that stand. And he will put you, even though you may say, I'm not comfortable in this heated environment, God says, are you able to pray and worship and see what God does with your open heart? Then you're where you need to be. Shelley Hoyseth, thanks for joining us for the first hour. We're coming back into another hour as well. But my listening friend, I want you to know that God has this show was destined for you to hear, destined for your ears, but beyond your ears, it's going to go down to your heart. And you're going to be amazed what God does to and through you. It's going to impact the Christian community, but it's going to impact the community in general as well. My listening friend, God, this, these are vital days to make God stand, and abortion and standing against that is one of his vital stands. We're going to talk more about that when Shelley Hoyseth and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. We are in the second hour of this topic. We're actually dealing with the the ministry for mobilizing the church, actually to uh, create a culture of love, actually a culture of love and life that's going to put an end to abortion and the orphan crisis and uh, uh, Shelley Hoyseth of Love Life Ministries. She's out of Vista, but uh, their heart cry is to minister throughout the county. And uh, I'm going to be bringing her on to share more about that. But before we do, I want to give you a way that you can reach me and email me and say, Kaz, love the show. I have this thought about a future show or whatever you want to say. And uh, I will pay attention to that and perhaps bring you on like I brought Shelley on. But the that email address for me is, listen to this, Come Together San Diego, all one one. One word, come together San Diego at kprz.com. Come together San Diego at kprz.com. We have Shelley Hoyseth with us with Love Life Ministries. And I, before we go into detail on this next segment, and we talk about maybe mentors and things like that, uh, give us some ways people can contact through the website, but also an email for you, Shelley. Yeah, the main website is lovelife.org, and our mission field is SoCal Vista. And if anybody has any questions or something has, you know, stirred you as we've been talking, you can email me at Shelly, with a Y, Shelly at lovelife.org. So it's S-H-E-L-L-Y. Yep. Mm -hmm. Shelly at lovelife.org. Very good. And, um, you know, also, I think I want to mention, too, that we do have a helpline where you can call and text, comes directly to a live person, and that's 442-222-1212. And um, that's where you can send people that you might be thinking of right now who are facing an unplanned pregnancy. They can call or text that number, or they can go straight to lovelife.org, and we will connect them with a pregnancy center near them, get them a free ultrasound, pregnancy test, and just get them on the road to some help. So this help center, actually, if they call, are they going to talk to a real person? Yes. Okay. Yes, they're going to... Talk to me, probably. <laughs> and this is the big I'm a question. real person. Yeah, I was gonna, that was the next question. Are you a real person or am I talking to an AI? No, she's ladies no and gentlemen, AI. boys and girls. <laughs> she is a real person indeed. I am a real person. <laughs> yes. Let's talk a little bit about mentoring, shall we? Okay. What, yeah. what, what's this about? Well, you talked before about some people may not feel uh, they don't 
they don't feel compelled to go to the abortion clinic, sure. you know, but they want to help um, women in unplanned pregnancies. So maybe they want to be a liaison for their church to be a house of refuge, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they want to be a mentor. And so um, Love Life will train the mentors um, so that what happens when we have a mom who chooses life, we have a network of mentors across the country and um, we train them and they walk alongside and support the moms and Let me ask families. you a question. Now, how many of the mentors have had some experience themselves in the uh, unplanned pregnancy area or something like that? A lot of them? Oh, many. Yes. I, I don't know the exact statistics, mm-hmm. but um, so many have either had abortions themselves, and that's why they're involved in this ministry. And I just want to say on that note, a lot of people believe that they don't have a voice for life because they've had an abortion. Mm -hmm. And that is another lie of the enemy. It is just the opposite. Oh, so much. (laughs) I felt that way. I thought, well, who am I to tell people, you know, to choose life when I didn't choose life? Well, it's because I know now the real pain of abortion and the loss, you know, the generational loss. I didn't just lose that baby in that moment. My kids all lost a sibling. I lost grandchildren. There's just, it's on, it's, ongoing. And so um, anyway, if you have experienced that, you definitely have a voice. You know better. You know the pain. You also know the lies that you were told that that went into some of your decision making. And so we absolutely, yes, our mentors, some of them have experience with abortion themselves and others, the Lord has just put a heart on that, you know, put it on their heart to care for babies and moms. And, you know, a lot of the women are older, you know, not old, but, you know, have already raised their families. And so they're great parenting mentors as well. Um, Not all are older, but I mean, you know, a lot of them are. And Let me um, just jump in here. You know, in, uh, I think it's in the book of Esther, it talks about Esther, Mordecai, Mordecai says, who knows, but that you were born for such a time as this. Let me use that phraseology for you, my listening friend. If you have had some unplanned pregnancies and some things like that, and you think that's baggage, God can use that as a tool to change lives. So who knows, but that that very situation, God knew about it, but he also knew that it was going to be a springboard for you to be empowered by Holy Spirit and change lives like nobody else can, because nobody else has your exact story. Amen. That's so true. And on that, that topic, you know, one thing in my particular mission field is that when I do have mentors and our sidewalk outreach team who have had abortions, we do want all of all of our volunteers who have had abortions to go through the post-abortive healing. Mm. And one aspect of a love life is restored life. And um, so I think we're going to talk more about that later. Yes. But I just wanted to kind of you know, interject that that is something that we do help with if you're thinking about it, but maybe the abortion still... You know, you'd like to be a mentor, but you're still hurting from your own abortion or you just don't even know what to think about it. That's all part of the training, too, is to get your own hope and healing so that you can provide it and project it to the other women. Oh, my, my. Yeah. What else uh, on this topic uh, is stirring you right now? One of the things that we do on this broadcast is we encourage our guests and co-hosts to ask Holy Spirit uh, what, if you want to take a slight divergence in the conversation, you're welcome to do that. Is there anything Holy Spirit is stirring you, Shelley, right now about, because let's let's put ourselves in the place of listeners. There are listeners out there from a variety of different, a whole spectrum of believers and almost believers, and there may be a need of encouragement to them 
specifically, not them plural, but a person in particular. Holy Spirit got anything stirring in you that may be a word of encouragement to a, that single person, that individual person uh, that's listening right now, maybe a little prayer or uh, an encouragement? Yeah, I would just say, you know, listen to the Lord's still small voice. Ooh. You know, if he if he's stirring something in us, a lot of times we get kind of caught up in what's the Lord's will? Mm-hmm. Is it God's voice? Who's telling me this? Yeah. You know, well, there's certain things that are just obvious, right? Like if the if if you feel um, you know God is telling you to go and encourage someone, well, that's not of the enemy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of know, but um, you know, the Lord talks to us through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit through other believers, through written scripture as well, through the scripture, Mm -hmm. right. And through prayer. And when those four things line up, you know, God's talking to you. So I would just say, if you, if you feel stirred, if you feel, um, even just emotional or sad about just bringing up this topic, talk to someone, you know, don't keep it a secret any longer because the more that we share, the more that we're open about our own stories, the more that we can help other people, you know, even men. I, I just really, I want men to know that they have a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our, one of our volunteers, he is a dad who saved his baby, his own baby, because mm-hmm. his, he and his wife were estranged and she was going to abort their son and he had a voice. He stepped in. He just kept encouraging her. I'll be there. I'll raise the son. I'll, you know, whatever you want to do. And um, she did keep Mine. the baby. Yes. And um, it hasn't been easy, you know, but the reality is his son is here and his his other son has a little baby brother, <laughs> yes. you know, and that's something we have to think about, you know, that it's not just about us. It affects so many people. It's such a ripple effect. Yes, yes. And so, you know, you know, if you, you know, if you, if you were to step back and look at all the people that would were almost aborted in one way or another, <laughs> and and what levels of godly leadership they find themselves, you know, that the enemy has a strategy. He knows that these people that he wants to have aborted, these could be leaders of leaders, and he's got to stop that. So you're fighting against a pretty major thing, but you have to know if you make your godly stand how powerful that can be. Shelley, we've got under two minutes here. I know we want to talk about other things in the future segments, but how do you want to close this mentor component? Well, you just touched on people that would be that have been aborted. Well, I think Jesus would definitely have been aborted in <laughs> yes. today's society, and even in his own time, they tried to write, they tried to kill all the babies because they were trying to weed him out. Um, so yeah, even Jesus himself uh, was a huge target to for destruction, sure. right? And so we just never know. Um, I just, my heart, because I've been raped, I've had an abortion, I've struggled with infertility, I've had many miscarriages, I've had adoptions, we have had some adoptions fall through, and yes. I have three adopted children. I've had ectopic pregnancies. I mean, there literally is not a component to this issue that I haven't lived. Oh, my. We're going to kind of jump off of that uh, very topic in the next segment. You have mentioned a number of times that you have a personal uh, rape experience, and that was terrible, terrible. But you're going to maybe in the next segment or so to talk about how uh, about that testimony that you have regarding the rape, because a lot of people can identify with that. And uh, God has put you in a position of leadership in Love Life, which is a ministry to uh, uh, abortion uh, and uh, 
child abortion and also uh, orphan crisis and so forth. So we want to talk more about that. And I think we'll use the next segment to uh, instruct on that. Shelley, is that okay? Well, then we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends. And I'm back with Shelly Hoiseth. She's uh, tied to the Love Life Ministry. She's out of the Vista area in uh, San Diego County North and uh, excited about seeing this expand throughout San Diego County uh, as well. But uh, Shelly has a testimony, and I'm going to let her tell more about that, but it was really striking to me. You know, she really deals with people tied to the abortion issue and the orphan crisis that is upon us as well. But Shelly's personal testimony dealing with rape and things like that, I'm going to just stop talking and let her talk about those things because uh, while it was devastating to her, it was also uh, a step uh, for her to become more intimate with God and empowerment of Holy Spirit. Shelley, tell us about that. Well, I was raised in the church, yes. and um, I was a good Christian girl. You know, I had some, um, I'm just going to say daddy issues from mm-hmm. my biological mm-hmm. dad, and some course of events happened that really kind of um, made me question my faith. And I got into partying and various different things. And um, that the rape situation was like a party situation. I got on the back of a motorcycle with a guy who took me to the woods, somebody I knew, you know. Um, so I didn't initially think of it as a rape until after the fact, you know, he, <laughs> I said, no, I have no protection. I didn't want to do that. And he forcibly had sex on me. So that's a rape. Um and uh, a few weeks later, when I found out I was pregnant, it just, I thought, well, I don't want this guy's baby, right? Mm-hmm. And so I immediately went and um, got that abortion. And when I went to the abortion clinic, uh, there was nobody there, you know, outside, mm-hmm. uh, no Christian witness there to remind me of who I was in Christ, to let me know that they would help me, to let me know that even though... I was pregnant from a bad situation that that my child was the beauty from ashes. Oh, that that's a beautiful scripture. He gave us beauty for ashes and the oil of mm-hmm. joy for mourning and yes. the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so praise and worship plays an important key to the healing process, doesn't it? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. And, so you know, sadly, I didn't—I just went on with the abortion and— that's something that just really affects us on our deepest level. Even if at the time, I didn't regret it at all, honestly. I, I didn't. I thought, okay, good. Got this guy out of my life. I'm moving on. But I also didn't turn back to my Savior. I just continued in this path of sin and destruction, mm-hmm. right? About a year later, I was pregnant again. And um, this time with someone whom I loved and um, we got married, and I kept that baby, praise God. And so that's my oldest daughter. Um, it did, that rape, the um, abortion did cause uh, damage to my body, to my uterus, and I almost lost her mm. um, carrying because my uterus just wasn't healthy. Oh um, but praise God, I did, I did have her, and, I, and I, I didn't even question keeping her. 
But, um, you know, move forward into my current husband. We've been together for 30 years and uh, we, we tried to have children and we had multiple miscarriages, ectopic pregnancies, um, and even adoptions fall through where we just thought, gosh, maybe, maybe God just, you know, we're not supposed to have kids maybe. I don't uh-huh. know. And um, as the Lord, it's too long of a story to tell, but the Lord made it so clear that um, that we were to adopt and that he had a very specific name mm-hmm. for our baby. And he did. You know, now we have, he built our family. You know, as much as I tried to take a path and tried to take control of my life and my situation, right? I had an abortion, all these things. I didn't even realize how much that affected me, but I was a very angry person. Like my go-to with the slicing was just, you know, mm-hmm. some some people just cry when they get triggered by whatever, you know. Me, it would just be, oh, just be mad, you know, uh-huh. want to lash out. And I didn't realize until I had gone through my own post-abortive healing how much that abortion had affected me on a level that I didn't even consciously um know about, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that's you women, I mean, people don't like to hear this, but we are created to carry life. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's one of our not our only purpose. <laughs> for all the, um, but it is a very important purpose and a, an important gift that God gave us, which is to carry and protect and nurture life inside our yes, own absolutely. bodies. Yes, yes, yes. And when um that's taken away our soul and our spirit knows that. We mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, women are very good at um, compartmentalizing and moving on. Sure. And we just drop, you know, forget it and move forward. We work hard. We raise our families. We go on. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here, folks. But inside, you know, when we see the ultrasound of one of our children that we're choosing to mm-hmm. keep, mm-hmm. we know oh, that was the size and the age of the baby that I aborted. Oh, my. You know, Shelley, one of the things, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this happens. When you know, if you are, you're pregnant with an unexpected uh, pregnancy and abor- uh, uh, abortion is an option, but also adoption is an option, all of a sudden, it, it, you know, it, it, I have one more facet here I need to consider. I bet you there are a lot of people that have that disregarded the the uh, abortion thing, and they go, well, maybe adoption. And I bet you sometimes many of the people that say, uh, I'm going to consider adoption, actually don't consider adoption. They actually deliver the baby and have it themselves for their own, I mean, uh, all well, of these different things. it's funny that you, that you say that because um, when we were going through the process of becoming adoptive parents, uh, one of the one of the uh, couples that chose us to adopt their, their child, they did choose to keep the baby, mm-hmm. right? And um, we felt that was a great situation. You know, in the end, we just believed that was God's will and everything was great. We had another one where the um, father refused the adoption and he was a drug addict and whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) I I digress. (laughs) Um, But when we were looking to adopt, here's the beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. is our oldest um, son, his birth mother was going to get an abortion and twice she went to get an abortion. And um, one time her baby was sick, her mm-hmm. other child. And the second time her car had a fender bender or broke down or something. Mm-hmm. And she had a friend intervene and take her to a pregnancy center and get an ultrasound. And she chose adoption instead. Yes. So here is God's redemption, right? I had an abortion years ago and yet 
the Lord saved my son from abortion twice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and set him aside for me and brought him back and gave me someone else's son. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's redemptive. That's the redemptive power of Christ. And we just never know how he has at work and how he's going to build and redeem and, and create our families, whether it could be through abortion, uh, adoption, sure. it could be through um, fostering, it could be mm-hmm. through mentoring. A lot of women, sometimes people in our group, they've never even had children themselves because of infertility or who knows various reasons. And this is their opportunity to to mother and sure. love on these babies and these these moms. My, my. Quickly give some website information again, would you, Shelly? Lovelife.org. And they can email me at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, at lovelife.org. And the helpline. 442-222-1212. And you can text or call that number. Well, you know, my listening friend, we're in a real... um, important time frame on this broadcast right now. Uh, You know, we go through a whole bunch of stuff and we share with you some insights and things like that, and basically to equip you to make decisions. And so a lot of people that are in a pregnancy, unexpected pregnancy, uh, are required to make some decisions and we build the show that way. But also there are those of you who can be supportive and uh, involved in the uh, Love Life ministry. And this is uh, a moment of decision for you as well. As we get down to the last segment or two of this broadcast, it's important to know that God has you lit. <laughs> you're, you're not here uh, by coincidence. God has you here for a specific reason. And he wants to use you uh First of all, uh, to find out that there's hope and uh, also that there's healing, but he also wants to use you for to be a person to be the bearer of hope and uh, Ho- Holy Spirit healing as well. So one of those facets could be Y-O-U. We're going to talk more about that in, in future segments, but in particular in the next segment, we're going to talk about the topics of hope <laughs> and healing, hope and healing. My friends... Uh, God is a God of hope, and the enemies say, it will say to you, oh, you're in a hopeless situation. You need to turn and go my way. <laughs> no, 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 no. God's way is really the only way. We're going to talk about that and how it manifests itself in two words, hope and healing. And my co-host, uh, Shelley Hoiseth, and I are going to talk more about this through the Love Life Ministry and so many other ministries as well. You're going to find out that God has had you listening to this broadcast on purpose, and we're going to tell you a little bit more on what perhaps you can do about it. And don't go away because Shelly and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise with Kaz Taylor. You know, there are two words that are really components in a lot of facets of the Christian faith, and those words are hope and healing. But when you talk about the topic of abortion or the orphan crisis that is upon us, those words uh, are preeminent in many ways, hope and healing. And my co-host for this entire two-hour broadcast, Shelley Hoiseth, is with me, and she is with Love Life Ministry, talking about the topics dealing with abortion and dealing with the orphan crisis. 
and hope and healing are key components. I'm going to hand the baton to you. Talk to us about hope and healing. That's the one-two punch. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There's hope in an unplanned pregnancy. There's hope in parenting. There's hope in adopting. And there's hope in um, healing through our past abortions. And that is both men and women. Um, We have a married couple, Marissa and Brandon Goma, who are... uh, Mm -hmm in our area there and they're heading up our restored life portion of the ministry and they are post-aborted themselves. They aborted one of their first children before Mm -hmm. they were married. And now, you know, uh, Brandon has the abilities to, to minister to men and say, I was the one sitting in that car waiting while my child you know, was being aborted. And um, it's such a beautiful ministry, but then they also can say, Hey, Let's sit down and see what the Lord says and how he can redeem us from this sin, right? Abortion is not the unforgivable sin. I mean, I, I, I can't emphasize that mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And so many people believe that. They just uh, either don't come to the Lord because of that. They just feel like they can never be forgiven or... Um, you know, the other spectrum is, oh, I never even thought about it again. I had abortion 30 years ago and I haven't thought about mm-hmm. it. But uh, most women, when we do our restored life, we we do them through um, retreats. We might do a weekend retreat or we can do it through an eight-week study. One of my favorite statements from one of the gals who went through last year, and she's been a Christian now for about 30 years, and her abortion was about 40 years ago, yes. I think. And she said... After going through that study, she said, I finally know what joy means. This is someone who's been following Christ, right? She knew she was forgiven. She knew she was a believer, but she didn't understand joy because there was that part of her that hadn't been opened up to the Lord yet, that hadn't been fully healed, that hadn't been fully restored. And so going through restored life What it does is it takes you from having a sin that you know you're forgiven of to having a child that you're going to meet someday when you're reunited with Christ. Wow, yes. You know, you're talking about the the weeping and, and, and... the internal tribulation when something like this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, God has a pattern for that. God has a solution for that. It reminds me of a scripture that talks about weeping may endure for a season, but joy comes in the morning. That joy that's in the morning comes when you allow Holy Spirit intervention within the weeping process. Right. And you also, within that, you find something called hope. That's right. And when we just cover up a wound and just pretend it doesn't exist, then we're not, we're not healed. We're not whole. Mm. And one kind of a, a, a test really is if you're not talking about your abortion, if you've never talked about it, most women uh, that I meet, they've maybe told one person, sure. um, hardly ever do their mothers know, hardly ever does even you know their spouse know about their past abortion or abortions. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want you to know that a lot of women have had multiple abortions. Um, and so when they find, if, if you can't talk about it or if mentioning it makes you feel absolutely uh, shameful or you just cry hysterically or you can't, possibly deal with this topic because of your own deep hurts, then please contact us and let us help you get hope and healing from your abortion. 
My, my, my. Hope and healing. Uh, actually, the hope part is actually the uh, the ammunition to bring the healing up, uh, about. You know, yes. it's like a lot a lot of people that are going through. I know a number of different people that are going through different uh, vital, some might say, terminal health problems. And when you lose hope. Uh, I, God goes, I use hope as my springboard to bring you into healing, mental healing, physical healing. And without, without that springboard, you're, you're elim- eliminating one of my best tools to bring you into a peace of heart. So peace of mind. true. And, you know, what I love about Love Life is that we are a gospel forward ministry. Mm-hmm. Define that. Well, if we're just out on the sidewalk, we can have an argument all we want. We can argue with people and come up with a really good argument for life, sure. right? But that doesn't change the heart. But when we offer the light and love of Christ and the hope of Christ, mm-hmm. that's what changes hearts. Just convincing someone not to have an abortion, that might save that baby, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change families forever, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So our goal um, through our mentorship is to bring uh, men and women into the family of God so that now not only have they chosen life for that one particular child, but now they have an entire different legacy moving forward for generations that know the hope and love of Jesus. That's right. You know, a lot of times people go, I, I, I'm going to just solve this situation. I know how to solve it. They just do the stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't incorporate the uh, Holy Spirit. They don't in, in, mm-hmm. incorporate uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into the equation. And it's kind of like, it's once again, it's just me. I got this, the end. But, but, but there's an aftermath tied to this, and then God wants to be in the midst of that aftermath because that's where the springboard into the full empowerment happens is right. is through uh, you know hope hope in what hope in my own ability to solve this problem no 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 it's hope in the one who uh, realizes that you have the problem and they can come in in the midst of it and make you a conqueror Ex- victorious exactly exactly because um a lot of pro life um ministries shy away from the gospel on the forefront mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um the reason the that they do that is because they feel like that, that pushes women away. Like it's if we're re- religious, that's going to put them off, and that may be true of some people. You know, we just we just don't know. But the reality is, we can't change hearts. We can't change the culture for a love and life without the gospel of Christ. Sure. So we don't really, you know, we don't pretend. We're just out there saying, you know, we're out sure. here because we love Jesus and Jesus loves you. That's right. And and let's figure out a way to move forward in a positive way, hopefully together. Yeah, yeah. But if you say, I don't believe in God and I don't, you know, my answer is, well, God believes in you. <laughs> That's so good. Right? Yes, Shelley. And and we will still help you. Yep. You know, and one of the most powerful uh, ministry tools that a Christian has is not necessarily the words and the quoting of scripture. Scripture says, blah, 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 yeah. so then you have to do, no, it's lifestyle ministry. What Amen. you guys are doing when you're out there on the street is you're not, you know, you say, we stay, steer clear of the signs like Jesus saves and all these things like that. You, but you have a, a lifestyle ministry and a t-shirt here and there. Um, <laughs> And so, and so, when people, I wouldn't be against Jesus saves. By the way, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be against. No, that. no, but 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 that could be the thing that would right. cause an aversion in a person going. Oh, they're 
too religious, I'll steer away right. from that kind of thing. No, no, no. But the lifestyle ministry, you are a child of God. Therefore, his characteristics are in your lifestyle and your very words. That's the thing that is a magnet to a lot of people right. that don't want the condemnation. You know what I mean? Well, and the beauty is, too, you know, because when you first get involved in this ministry, we're so timid because we just, you know, oh, gosh. And the reality is you have women that are coming and going from there. And if we don't have the confidence in Christ, Mm -hmm. then what do we have to offer that they don't already have? Sure. Right? Um, So we have to be confident in our faith, confident in what the Lord has done in our own lives, how he's redeemed our own families, and uh, able to share that so that they can say, Oh gosh, mm-hmm. um, they have something I don't. They have some sort of strength that I don't have. And, um, you know, we have not been given a spirit of fear, That's but right. one of power and love and a sound mind. Yes. And um, that is one of the things that I want to encourage women and young people today is that we don't have to make decisions out of fear. Yes. Fear of losing our path, fear of losing our college career or, you know, whatever it is, those are just fearful decisions. And abortion is a a decision made out of fear. That's right. You know, we're going to talk more about those things, but my ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you look at the clock, you realize this broadcast is on Saturdays from 5 to 7 p.m. We're coming up against the last segment. (laughs) One of the things I like to do in the last segment is to actually kind of summarize everything we've talked about, but also give a call to action. My listening friend, uh, if God has stirred you to be involved in one way or another, we're going to find out what that looks like, what that sounds like, and how Holy Spirit can inspire you to take a next step of obedience and what God wants you to do in your life and how it will positively influence others dealing with the topic of abortion or even orphan crisis. We'll talk more about these things in the last segment when Shelley and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back. Yes, indeed, it is the last segment of this Come Together San Diego broadcast and a topic really dealing with abortion and the orphan crisis that's going on in not only the world, the nation, but also our community. And I have with me Shelley Hoiseth, and she is the leader of the Love Life Ministry here in San Diego County, and she's out of Vista, California. You know, this last segment is typically what we do in the last segment of a broadcast. We spend a lot of time talking about the the facts and the and and the components of a ministry or a ministry outreach. And the last sec- segment, we actually emphasize uh, a call to action. And my friend, if there ever was a time for call to action, it's now because there's an urgency of the times like never before, never before. I'm going to hand the baton back to Shelley and let her uh, um, encourage us on some of the things that we've talked about uh, in the show and then bring it to a close and how you can be involved more intimately. Uh, Shelley, uh, where do we come from in this and where are we going? And give us kind of a closing overview here, Shelley. Be so kind. Well, I'll just reiterate the mission of Love Life and kind of break it down a little bit. So the mission of Love Life is to unite and mobilize the church. That's yes. one aspect of that, right? In John seventeen twenty one, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, 
May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. That's Jesus Mm -hmm. talking, right? We have to be unified in message and unified. um, Obviously, we're talking about the subject of abortion. So unified in life, right? So we, we unite and mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life. And the way we create the culture of love and life is by talking about it, right? By living life, by living pro-life, by talking about it in our churches, by, by surrendering the secrets of our, of our past and, and really being open with one another for hope and healing. And um, we want to mobilize the church, mm-hmm. right? So that we can create a culture of love and life so that we can bring an end to the abortion and orphan crisis. Mm -hmm. So how beautiful would that be? I mean, basically love life's mission is to not need to exist because because really the answer is the church. It's the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Love life is not the bride of Christ. Christ is coming back for his bride. Mm -hmm. And will he find us ready? Oh my, yes. You know, um, so first John three, 16 to 18, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Yes, in actions and in truth. That's right. Two very important uh, components. A lot of people go, I know the word, I know the truth. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, what are you doing about it? Where's the action involved? (laughs) That's right. Truth without works. That's right. And so, you know, the different components of love life where people can get involved is Pray, pray, pray. Absolutely. You know, and and please, if you do want to be on our prayer team, let us know so that we can keep you up to date on specific uh, prayer requests that we have. We we send out prayer requests for specific mom's needs mm-hmm. um, and uh, baby needs, et cetera. And uh, we need people that will come out and join us on the sidewalk. Sure. Come pray with us. Come worship with us. Um, you know, Oswald Chambers said, Prayer doesn't prepare us for the greater work. It is the greater greater work, right? So we can do nothing without prayer. And, and even when we're physically on the sidewalk and we're physically, uh, you know, mentoring moms and we're on the mission field, we have to have a basis of prayer and we need prayer partners. Um, you might say, I, I can't engage with women at the abortion clinic. That's not me. Okay. But could you come and walk and pray mm-hmm. while we engage? Sure. You know, could you do that so that we have that foundation of prayer and a complete washing of the Holy Spirit as we minister to these women and men that are coming and going? Preach it, sis. Uh, <laughs> while we're at it, speaking of preach it, why don't you give us, uh, you've got two websites, one for the national expression and one for, uh, you know, here locally, but also an email address for YOU and mm-hmm. then also maybe some information on how people can access a helpline with a live and living, breathing person on the other end. (laughs) Right. So lovelife.org is everything love life. It's a great place for churches to, to see how you can get, see a prayer walk, see how they can get involved, learn about being a house of refuge, um, learn about how to start a post-abortive healing Bible study in your Mm -hmm. church, you know, all of the above. It's all at lovelife.org. 
Another website that's great if for someone who has an unplanned pregnancy, it's basically a digital format of what we hand out on the sidewalk, and it's real-choices.com. Real-choices.com. So um, that's something that I really talk about when we're on the sidewalk because, you know, a lot of people are there and they're pro-choice. So real-choices.com will offer the digital information that any mom can use, especially an abortion vulnerable mm-hmm. family but that's to get resources. Yeah, that okay. is the website version. Okay. And then if they want to talk and text to someone local immediately, they can go to 442-222-1212. Again. And just text, One help, time. I just found out I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. 442, give, it, give us the phone number again. 442-222-1212. Very good. And also... The wonderful Shelly Hayseth is here, and she's available by email, which happens to be, Shelly? Shelly at lovelife.org. That's S-H-E-L-L-Y at lovelife.org. Very good. And just email me for any reason. You want to pick my brain? (laughs) You want to get together for coffee somewhere here in San Diego County? Oh, I love it. Reach out. I love it. You know, one of the things I've noticed about you, you're not passive. You're not a passive person. You're... A, 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 a compassionate person, and not just pa- and not passive, and so you jump in the in the in the fray. And my friend, I, I believe that that's a character trait that many of you listening to this broadcast share. That you will, when you when you are feel like you're equipped, you'll jump in the fray as well. But the problem has been, I don't feel equipped for this. I don't feel equipped for that. But she <laughs> she just gave you some websites to be able to uh, become equipped and move into it. Um, uh, we're running to a close of the show, but before we do, I want you to talk. Sp- Specifically, not to the group of listeners, of the thousands of listeners to the broadcast, but that one person. Would you spend just a moment or two right now just talking to that one person who is going, has an unplanned pregnancy? What can they do? What is their hope? What is the solution? Shelley? If there's someone listening right now and you have an unplanned pregnancy, you hear the sound of my voice for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's on purpose. And I want you to know that if you've just missed your period, your baby has a heartbeat. It's detectable at 17 to 21 days. At eight weeks, they begin to feel pain and nerve endings. And let me just tell you, if you're looking for someone to give you unconditional love, mm-hmm. God has put that inside you right now. And we're going to help you. Give us a call right now. Call us, text us, email me, Shelly at lovelife.org, and we will get you a free ultrasound. We'll get you a pregnancy test. We're going to give you a baby shower. Usually we give, we provide uh-huh. usually That's up great. to two years worth of stuff for the baby. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's great. Yes. So we've, we've got about two, uh, a minute or so left in the show. And I, I want you to know, my listening friend, you didn't listen to the show by happenstance or accident. In fact, Holy Spirit is at work right this instant in you, in your ears, but also in your heart. And if God is stirring you, um, if, if it's a pregnancy issue and you're a guy and you've been involved in making another person pregnant, or it's the woman issue, God is here right now and wants, has given you a tool right now, a yes. Holy Spirit-driven tool to solve that problem. Now, if you, on the other hand, are a person who uh, is looking to hear the Lord and be as fruitful as you possibly can be in your life and ministry, then God's saying, this might be something you want to look into. 
I want you to pay close attention to this because there are solutions here. It's time for us to get out of the pew and get into the street. And it's time for us, and pastors, it's time for uh, pastors to make their godly stand in this issue. And God will put people to your left and to your right to be able to help support this. And uh, Shelley Hoiseth of Love Life Ministry is here to be among those. We've only got about 30 seconds left, my listening friend, in this show. But I just want you to know that Shelley, it's been a delight having you, and thank you for sharing your insights, sharing your insights on this. And my listening friend, it's a joy to have you here and to be able to listen and obey to what the Holy Spirit says to you. Come together, San Diego. That's our purpose, to encourage God's kids. That's you, to come together, San Diego. Shelley, thanks for joining us. My listening friend, we're back next week again. God bless you all. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.